on We Are Live. Hello, Eric. Hello, Reeves. How's everything? I'm all right. I'm all right. Uh, so, uh, finally got you on a stream. Uh, yeah, thank and, you uh, for inviting me. That's quite all right. That's quite all right. Um, so, ghost hunting. Uh, we're going to be we're going to be talking a little bit about ghost hunting. We're going to be talking about primarily you and ghosts because I know that uh, you're quite active. So, you know what what is it exactly that you do? Um, I'm a paranormal researcher. I investigate the paranormal, but mainly I'm the team leader of War Party Paranormal. Um, we're a team in the U.S. in Florida. We cover the Miami, Fort Lauderdale. Actually, we cover pretty much anywhere in Florida, but we focus on South Florida, West Palm Beach, Fort Lauderdale, Miami. And what we do is we help people who have problems with the paranormal that need help with that. And we're a non-for-profit. We don't charge for our services. And we're, our team is just, we're just passionate about the paranormal and passionate about helping people. So and, how did you get into the paranormal? How, where did that start for you? Well, it's funny. I don't have like a crazy story of something happening to me. Um, I've always been skeptical, but I've always been intrigued about things about the unknown. Um, I'm close to St. Augustine. Um, as you know, St. Augustine is probably one of these most haunted cities in the U.S. And the, it's actually the oldest city. Um it was a colony of, of Spain. Um, I used to go there a lot, um, do like the ghost hunting tours. Yeah. And then I started like seeing things I couldn't explain. So I started, you know, dabbling more into it until I was on a team and started investigating uh, on my previous, on the previous team I was on. And now I'm with War Party Paranormal. But I got into this as, as a skeptic. I like, you know, I was watching Ghost Hunters, you know, yeah. everyone knows Ghost Hunters. It's been around oh, forever. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I just want to go on an investigation to see if that's real. Um, and I was, you know, like I said, I was going to on these ghost hunting tours. I um, started in St. Augustine and I did one in Miami and I spoke to the director of that team. And I just told him, hey, I just want to go on a ghost hunting event. I'll carry equipment. I'll pay you money. I just want to see what it's like. And before you know it, boom, I'm on it and um started getting equipment um you know the tools of the trade um but i didn't get more i i wasn't i didn't i got more connected once i was with war party paranormal because it's a different yeah. type of team they're more into helping people and we're a very eclectic group we have people from you know people that are sensitive people we have a pastor um a minister we have a witch. We have actually two witches. Um, so when I got on the war party, I learned to um, open up my mind and try to, you know, get in tune with the vibe of the location. And ever since then, just crazy things have been happening to me. So there's like a sensitive side in me that I never knew I even had. So yeah. It's pretty cool, though. I am um, interested in you say that. Uh I don't want to. I don't want to run it. Run ahead too much. But uh, when you talk about being sensitive to something and going into uh, an old building with history, and you, you know, you might be, it might have had, you know, generations of people living in it, and you mm -hmm. go in and you think, yeah, it feels a bit weird, feels a bit different, mm -hmm. and uh, it's not necessarily the fact that you're uh, seeing anything, but it's more of an internal thing. I mean, some people don't pick up on it. 
Some people yeah, are exactly. Um, now, here's the thing. Some is a theory out there. Everything's a theory, but here's a theory. Uh, that some people say, well, the reason that some people go into a building and they, you know, oh, I feel a bit sad or whatever, and other mm-hmm. people go into a building and say, you know, I don't feel anything at all, uh, mm-hmm. is because the people that actually feel something are less able to protect themselves against those external factors. You know, it's a it's mm-hmm. a double thing. I mean, because yeah. most people say, you know, I, uh, you know, I've uh, I'm a sensitive or whatever. And, mm-hmm. uh, I, and I say, I've spoken to uh, mediums and mm-hmm. I've spoken to people that have, you know, this, some of them don't always necessarily channel anything, but they have, you know, they get feelings mainly. And yeah. uh, I think it might be something that it's inside all of us, uh, mm-hmm. but you've got to take that step to open yourself up a little bit and yeah. say, look, I want to learn. I want to, you know, I want to, I want to, you know, take that next step. And then yeah. you kind of develop it. So it's interesting you mm-hmm. saying that. But what yeah. I was going to say, before we uh, go galloping off, uh, so okay. when you first got into the paranormal, and you st- I mean, you say you were a little bit sceptic. Uh, mm-hmm. I-, I think it's good to be sceptic. I-, I mean, You have to be can... sceptical. You have yeah. to try to debunk everything. Exactly. Um, and try not to go on emotions. But like yeah. when you build your sensitivity, sometimes it gets hard. But you got to think rational. It, and I yes. still do. Uh, you've got to leave all that at the door, literally. Because mm-hmm. yeah. uh, if you walk into a place and you're front loaded, and someone said, "Yeah, there's a, you know, there's a big angry giant that lives in here, and he'll uh, possess you," uh, you're looking for the giant. Uh, you're you're not focusing on what you should be focusing on. Right. Uh, so yeah. Uh, but but my point is that when you first got into the paranormal and you were like, "Yeah, I want to get into this," so you know, you watched a bit of. Uh, bit of ghost hunters a couple of blokes walk around in the dark and you're thinking that looks a bit fun uh i won't have a go at that and that's what i do so, i hang out in the dark talk yeah. to nobody no one there uh, <laughs> and eat your sandwiches yeah and that's about exactly. it exactly uh, well we know how rare the paranormal is it's when it happens it usually happens yeah. and it's very fleeting but uh sometimes you get lucky and uh you see something and think wow did i actually see that uh mm. but when was the first time that you like went on an investigation and thought uh yeah this is a bit weird um it was probably like about i don't know maybe like 10 years ago mm-hmm. um we we were i was on my first paranormal team that i was on um we were doing a tv show for uh, one of the local latino stations here we got a big latino influence here so we have a lot of spanish speakers um and there's a place in miami called the via paula inn um, and the Via Paula Inn was built in the 1920s by the Cuban consulate. Um, and actually, like every piece of the architecture or every material that was used to build that place came from Cuba, even the workers. Uh-huh. And what happened there was pa- he named it after his wife, Paula. And she died from a leg amputation. She died in the house. And okay. there's been rumors that. Also, a servant had a, a miscarriage, and they buried the baby out on the property. But this this location is in a section in Miami called Little Haiti. It's a big Haitian um, community, and the the Haitians that live there are very scared of the place. Um, 
they won't even walk on the sidewalk in front of the house. They'll cross the street and go around it. And the things that happen there, um, I haven't seen it, but this is what's been said is, uh -huh. for example, um, Paula did not like cats. And there's cats that roam around the property and there's a big iron gate. And every now and then they'll find like a dead cat laying next to the iron gate. Like someone took the gate and slammed it against the cat. Blimey. Um, I, I have, I've smelt, um, cigar smell, um, roses, like fresh roses, which is weird. Um, supposedly they've been performing, um, this is like years after probably yeah. more recently, they, people have been performing like black rat, black magic, um, rituals there. Yeah. Um, like Santeria, things like that. I've seen an altar there in the back. And when I first went there, it was the first time I've ever felt something heavy to where it's like we you walk in through the door and it just smacks you right in yeah, the face. Yeah, yeah. Like it's almost yeah. like pulling you down. Your like body feels heavy. And I would say that's like the first time like I've ever felt like something really odd. Um, kind of hard to explain, but I haven't gotten too much evidence there because that was just in my early stages. Um, we did get a few EVPs and, you know, we had um, like a REM pod going off like on cue. But supposedly there's just like dark energy there and people have, ca have captured paranormal evidence that, you know, that was dark. Um, so so. That, that kind of that, that kind of experience kind of kicked you off to say that, you know, I want to I want to get into this and learn and sort of uh grow with it and you know go on more investigations well that was the first time i i actually felt something what got yeah. me to more interested in wanting to do investigations of course this tv show ghost hunters because i'm yes. very skeptic and i'm very into the unknown and i i just wanted to experience that to see how real that is what they're what they were experiencing um but the first time I really experienced something was just doing a random ghost tour in St. Augustine and just catching weird light anomalies, light anomalies that I couldn't explain. And that's what like pushed me in like every place I went. If there was like a ghost tour, I was going to go there until I went to one in Miami and that started my career. Um, I experienced some stuff there and the team that was running it. I asked if I could like go on an investigation just to see what it's like and things blew up after that so you're part of a uh the war party paranormal is a a large team mm -hmm. and you go out and do your investigations to, i mean you also do uh private investigations and help people exactly um, how, how do you how do you plan for that i mean does just you know do you is it like ghostbusters does somebody ring you up on the phone and say look my house is haunted uh can you come around and, and kick the ghost out or do you are you kind of very selective about how you go, you know, what you get involved? Yeah, with? it's a, it's a whole process for us. I mean, because, you know, there's a lot of, when it comes to the paranormal, there may be people that are really experiencing it. And sometimes you got people that, you know, their mind is a little bit out there, you know? Yeah. So you got to have a process in place. Um, so basically if we get that phone call, someone saying that, you know, they have something paranormal that they can't explain in, in their home or their business. Um, we do, we have a case manager that handles that, that goes through a series of questions um, asking, you know, about what's going on, about the family life. Um, any, if anyone taking is taking drugs, any mental issues, things like that. 
And after we get through those series of questions, if we think that it's something where we need to go visit and help and it is legit, we'll do what's called a preliminary investigation where we'll go and actually meet the people, maybe bring a couple equipment, you know, try to get a scope of the place. And then if we think it needs uh, a full out investigation, then we'll come back a second time with the team and all the equipment and everything. And then if there is something there and we need to get rid of it, we have people that can cleanse and bless the place. And we've been pretty successful at it. What would you say um, regarding investigations and having to actively go out to a place and, you know, find out what's going on and try and deal with it? What would you say was the investigation that took the longest? And did you and have you ever done any investigations where you thought, yep, that's it. He's gone. The ghost is gone. And then a few months or a few uh, well, weeks later, it comes back. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. It's like when we do an investigation and we do the cleansing, we're still going to stick around for those people because sometimes, you know, it doesn't happen in one shot. Um, we give instruction to these people, like, this is what you have to do. After we left, we leave, you know, there's a process that you have to do to continuing to bring that like positive vibe back into their place. And, but we always tell them that we're always going to be there for them. So there's been times where like, we've done an investigation maybe a year later they're like they'll call us back and we'll go back and you know try to help them out but a lot of times like when we go to not a lot of times but a few times we'll get an investigation um, we'll do the cleansing and then we'll tell them this is what you got to do to keep this stuff out of here and you know how some people are like they're a little bit lax and they'll yeah. probably start doing it and then they stop because you got to keep you got to keep cleansing and blessing your place depending on how severe it is, it doesn't, it isn't just one night of cleansing. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, there's a lot of, um, I was going to ask you moving on a little bit to I wanted to talk about a little bit about YouTube and the paranormal. Mm -hmm. uh, I know that you're quite active on YouTube. You have your, you know, your show on YouTube and uh, you have a couple of uh, YouTube uh, channels. Mm -hmm. um, when you, when we look, I mean, you know, I, I do look on YouTube quite a lot for stuff and I'm always mm -hmm. on there trolling around. Uh, recently, I did a uh, I did a, um, uh, a podcast on the uh, the Lamb House in Cole, Maine, the, the chap Kent. Uh, the Ram House? Uh, Lamb House. Oh, OK. Lamb. Yeah, yeah. I know the, I, know the, the, I think it's a Ram Inn. That's what I was saying. Ram Inn. That's over yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, but on my bucket list. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, well, it, yeah, it's getting it, that that's an, well, I've got um, uh, an individual that uh, was on the show, uh, Luke from uh, I think it was Shadow Paranormal. He's recently gone there and they did a video and they had a few experiences, but uh, a really old building. But the problem, the problem with buildings like that is that they are very old and they have a lot of history. But as uh, modern times, because of their usage now, and because it's more of a uh, what I call a pay to play, you know, if you want to go on an organized hunt, you have to pay a fee, which is yeah. you know, fair enough because, mm. you know, people do. don't, you know, people got to earn, earn a living. And mm -hmm. if you're going to go somewhere, you've got to make sure that it's all paid for and it's all safe. Yeah. Um, there's no point taking a group of people into a place that is unsafe and you're not with experienced people. Smart. Yeah. No, uh, I, it does go on, but I can know. tell you some of the places I've been to. 
pretty uh, much had to be armed. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. Uh, what, what I was going to say, uh, going off on one of my rambles, is uh, with places like that, um, when you do an organized hunt, because I say you do organize them, how do you go about finding a place that is uh, worthy uh, that you think this is there's a possibility here that people might experience stuff and it's big enough and it's safe enough? Well, this is the thing. So when we help people um, through our nonprofit, we don't charge a dime for it. And when we do the events, at and it's always at a, his, a known haunted historical la- location, yep. we don't ask for any money for it. We want to raise money to help for the upkeep of the museum. Uh, so yeah. we're raising funds for the museum. So it's for a good cause. Yeah. Um, the on- What we ask, for repayment is to be able to investigate the place with just our team alone. So I want to say maybe we probably do six historical locations going from West Palm beach all the way to Miami um, regularly. And it's not like your type of um, event where you're walking around and telling ghost stories. You're part of a real investigation with our equipment it's hands-on and you're seeing things that happen you know live and on the spot and these are known haunted locations that had a history um um where there's been hauntings there so what i do is when we go into these locations that's how i present it i'm like we're here to help you uh, bring awareness all we want to do is you know get get our name out there so people know how they can reach us and help us and we don't want a dime all the money goes to you so you're just you're finding another avenue to raise money for for your museum and you don't have to you don't have to put any money into it i mean we do all the work we do all the promoting and we just want to do it um so we can get the word out so people can find us because the thing is a lot of people when they have something going on in their home or business that's paranormal um they don't know who to talk to. Like you're not going to yeah. call the police, right? Because you're going to think you're crazy. Yep. And they know that we do it, but they still feel uncomfortable. So we get a lot of people that come to our events and check us out. And then at the end of the event, they're like, Hey, you know, I got something going on in my house and you know, this is what's happening. Do you find, uh, in, um, recent years, maybe in the last five to 10 years, where the paranormal has kind of exploded as i say oh yeah you know, definitely we, we always talk had, about that yeah the, the, i mean ghost hunters ghost you've got mm-hmm. your zach running around with his gloves on and stuff and yeah. uh, and all that <laughs> you've got uh you know you're most haunted over here uh and it's all kind of kicked off and everyone's kind of doing it and everybody wants to have a little go um mm-hmm. do you do you find that because you know that that's got a lot of media attention do you find a lot of more people now go well, maybe though, maybe that noise we do here, maybe that is grandma, you know, maybe that is grandma upstairs. Maybe we're, we're being, being haunted. So mm-hmm. do you find that that is that people are kind of, you know, watching these shows mm-hmm. and they may be going, you know, uh, well, maybe I've got a ghost. Because when you, let's be honest, when you watch mm-hmm. these shows, um, and I will ask you in a minute about your, your involvement with a few people, but when you watch these shows, it, it does give you a little bit like, Oh, you walk in the house and it's it's nonstop bonkers. It's plates and mm. cups everywhere. Do you, do you feel that? You mean like things moving, like cups? Well, 
Yeah, but when you have a TV show, they, mm-hmm. it's always put together. It's over dramatized a lot of times. Yeah, it's it's uh, you know, yeah, there's viewers. always something happening. <laughs> Keep people watching. Yeah. yeah, but do you find that because of that, you know, because of that, that people will contact you and go, "Oh yeah, um, I think I've got a ghost." But when you investigate, it's just literally a, uh, you know, their their radiators need bleeding. Oh yeah, we get that all the time. I I even got like you'll laugh at this. Um, sometimes we'll get people and this has been like a few years back and we'll go up to the location and they have all these people hanging out at their house and they're like drinking beer and they're there because they want us to be their entertainment. And tell me about that. We don't do that. So yeah. Um, they watch the ghost hunters and like, Oh, okay. We got, well, we got these real ghost hunters coming to our house and let's have a little party, you know? I mean, Eric, what do you do when you pull up and uh, there's a bunch of people outside having a party? You're the entertainment. Uh, what what do you, you just sort of... Well, I pull the person aside and tell them this is not the way we operate. I mean, yeah. we're very serious about this and we'll leave. Yeah, I, I was going to say it uh, mm-hmm. puts you in a bit of a position, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so That's why we have... But it doesn't happen now because we have yeah. that process I was telling you about. Yeah, yeah. You kind of vet it. You make sure that yeah. it's kind of legit. Mm-hmm. Um, regarding... Uh, television and uh, celebrities. I understand that you've uh, you've brushed a few shoulders. Who have you? Uh, yeah, who quite have a you few. Been, who have you been involved with them? Um, I've been I've been involved with people from the show Ghost Hunters. Um, okay, there was a, a more recent one um, where they had a new cast of characters, and then they came back with the old the old cast. Um, more recently, I had Brandon Alves. Okay. Um, I don't know if people know him. He was on the show, and I had Daryl Marston. He had the, like the long beard and the ball cap. He was on that. He was on that show. Um, I've had I don't know if you know a famous medium called Patty Negri. I think she visits the UK pretty often. I'm pretty good uh, friends with her. Possibly. She's been on. Um, she's made appearances on Ghost Adventures. You know with Zach Bagans. Oh, maybe yeah, maybe I've seen anything because I've seen a few of those. Mm-hmm. So, I've had um, Susan Slaughter, who was actually with Ghost Hunters International. Yeah. Um, and they've been all over the world um, doing shows there. Yeah. And now she's on um, a popular show called Paranormal Caught on Camera. I don't know if they show that in the UK. Uh, I know of it. I don't know. If I've seen it over here, but I know of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um, we also had um, John Zaffis. He, yep. Years ago, he had The Haunted Collector. Yes. and. His uncle and aunt is Ed and Lorraine Warren. So that yeah. was like one of the most interesting shows I've ever done. Um, that, that Actually, that leads me on quite nicely to my last question. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I'm not going to really say, well, I suppose it's kind of like celebrity ghost hunters. But um, you, you mentioned Ed and Lorraine Warren, and they have a quite a, uh, quite a large legacy, shall we say. Mm-hmm. They'll go all the way back to... Well, even like the Amateurville case and stuff like that, people are a little bit uh, conjectured on that. I'm going to get your thoughts on that in a minute. Um, But um, they were involved with, uh, they came over here and they, at the height of the Enfield case, the Enfield poltergeist, they were Mm -hmm. popped their their head in the door uh, and had a look. Apparently it was demons, but there you go. Um, Mm -hmm. So where do you, where do you stand with that? How do you, um, uh, you know, I mean, because they, they, they're kind of like, uh, well, they were 
um, kind of like the the people to go to back in that back then. Yeah, yeah, they're the ones that you know made paranormal investigating. They're like the godfathers of paranormal investigating. Yeah. Like this is they're the ones who got it to where it is today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> very knowledgeable so, people. I never met them, but I wish I I would have. Yeah. So I was going to say that. Um, I mean, they 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 seem to know their craft and they knew what it was talking mm-hmm. about and i think that uh, yeah. at some point uh in their careers i think um not so much the media but uh certain individuals sort of didn't like them they wanted to kind of you know uh make them put them in a bad light and uh, mm-hmm. i think that's a bit sad when that happens when people yeah. get to a certain point where they put a lot of work in and they get recognized and mm-hmm. uh there's others out and there you're going to get that when you're in this field too yeah I was. I get it all the time. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say um, when you when you put yourself out there, all right, and you start going to people's houses and looking at stuff and and telling mm-hmm. people maybe sometimes telling people uh, that it's not a ghost, that they're not experiencing the paranormal, that they maybe need to drink a little bit less alcohol or whatever. Exactly. Uh, how do you do that? How do you how do you? We're straight that? up with them. We'll tell them that. I mean, you got to tell them what they don't want to hear. Um, if it's the truth, you know, um, the thing is with our team is we got a v- variety of people. Like I said before, like, uh, well, we, we had, um, we had, um, Tim Yancey. Um, I don't know if anyone is, knows him, but he used to work with Ed and Lorraine Warren. He knows them. Yep. Um, and he actually used to do lectures on the an- Amityville um, case and he's actually um, an ordained minister and he's the one that we use to cleanse places and to talk to people Um, but we also have access to people that maybe people need counseling things like that so we know where to refer them to we're not experts in those fields but we know people who are that can help but um, we're straight up honest with them, and you have to be. Um, some people don't want to hear it, and yeah, and they'll like, and to the point where like it even like our most recent case, it got pretty nasty. Um, but yeah, that that that's what you have to go through sometimes. I um I was gonna say um regarding investigations and haunted places, what what are your thoughts on the Amateurville case? What what what? How do you feel? Was it I mean, I, you know, I mean, I've got my thoughts, but I want to hear what, what you think. Um, I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell. I mean, I don't know. I don't know the exact names of, of the people that are involved. I can't recall it right now, but I know it was a family. The son, supposedly demons were speaking to him and he pretty much killed off his family. Um, the Lutz family, George Lutz. Yeah. The Lutz. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, for me, like I always get people like reaching out to me. They'll send me a picture. What do you think this is? Or this happened in my house. For me, it's hard to determine. And even when it's something like the Amityville, yeah, I got to be there and check it out. That's how I am. Because I, I, I go in there with a skeptical mind. I'm always skeptical about everything. I got to get real evidence um, and confirmation that something happened there. Now, I believe that it's possible that that could happen, but... Things like that is extremely rare, 
but I know Ed and Lorraine Warren, they were the go-to people to be contacted if there were those type of things. So, and they were probably like the only ones during that time that you could go to. Um, And that was their thing. So I, I believe that's why they were involved in those type of cases. Now there's so many teams now. um, It's it's, it's just really hard. Um, I don't doubt it. That something something like that is real, but yeah, I can't. De- I won't determine it unless I'm there and I actually investigated the place. That's true. Yeah, no, no. I mean, you raise an interesting point. I mean, you sometimes you actually you've got to be there to you know experience it. You've got to be there to sort of get an idea of what's going on. And when you you can read as many books as you want yeah. on the, I have to uh, see yeah. it to believe it. That's yeah. that's how it is. I mean, it sounds like it could happen. Um, I believe Ed and Lorraine are reputable. So I, if, you know, if I, if I go by what they say, um, I think I would lean towards to believing them. Um, but I still got that doubt in the back of my mind, like, Oh wow, that's pretty crazy. You know? Well, the thing is, um, we do know that there was a murder in, in mm-hmm. the house. Uh, the previous family, you know, the son went a bit bonkers and, and killed mm-hmm. the whole family uh and then you know that was that and then of course the house was empty for a while and mm-hmm. then the, you know uh the lutz family come along they 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 buy the house and they needed somewhere cheap and it was offered at the right price mm-hmm. uh they bought it and it was a it was a doer upper uh they didn't know anything about the murders um mm-hmm. apparently and uh you know and apparently you know a, a little while after they were in there things started happening you know and uh and supposedly uh, that house was built on Native American sacred yeah. grounds as well, which I believe that could stir things up because I, there's a lot of that where I'm at. I've I was going to, yeah, I was going to actually uh, just roll over onto that because one of the mm-hmm. things that they say, well, the reason that all these things are happening is because it was uh, built on um, uh, Native American, uh, uh, you know, their 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 religious ground you know where people were buried and stuff and mm-hmm. uh do, do you i mean when i hear that okay um it, it's different for me because I, I come from a different although we talk the same language it, i come from a different sort of social background so mm-hmm. i mean i know over there you have a lot of settlements where you know uh they're built on now do you find that when you do your research that nine times out of ten you're saying oh hang on a minute there's a settlement near here you know, is there a possible connection? Oh, I got a perfect example of that. Well, first of all, you got to remember that before the Europeans came to North America, yeah. it was just all Native Americans and we invaded their land. Hmm. Um, and I believe a lot of them didn't like us. Um, I don't blame them. And a lot of people don't know that in South Florida, actually all over Florida, there's some rich Native American history that goes back thousands of years ago. Um, there's actually a location that I've investigated where um, it's called, they had the Tequesta Indians living there and they date back like thousands of years ago. Um, they, there's an ancient Indian burial mound where all the bodies are like in a circular pattern. Um, the University of Miami, they do archaeological digs um, and discovered like prehistoric um, skeletons of Native Americans, um, woolly mammoths, 
Sabretooth Tiger, you name Funny. it. But <laughs> there are um, burial mounds like all over Florida. Some, a lot of them that people don't even know about. Um, and there's a location um, just west of um, Fort Lauderdale where there was a presence of Tequesta Indians and also this, the Seminole um, tribe as well. And it goes more recently to the Seminole Indian Wars back when the U.S. was a, was moving all the Native Americans that were on the east to Oklahoma to an Indian reservation. And some of those Native Americans didn't want to go there. So they escaped to south to Florida into the Florida Everglades. And it's a vast, like, wilderness. I mean, you got it when you're thinking about the Everglades, you're thinking yeah. about like in the jungle, you know, and it was a great place to hide. And there's been several Seminole Indian Wars where the U.S. was like trying to move them out of there, but they were unsuccessful. But there's a location going back to what you were you were asking. There's a location west of Fort Lauderdale. Um, and if I have a map where they found archeological sites that are native American and it's all cluttered in this one area. And it's funny because I didn't realize to more, re I didn't notice this till like recently, but I've done residential cases in that same area. And we actually have two locate historical locations where we do ghost hunting events and they're all very active. Yeah. And in the back of my mind, I'm always thinking, it's all cluttered in this one area. That's got to be stirring something up. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I, I, I tend to sort of think where places that have had a lot of, um, um, uh, maybe a, a great battle or a lot of, uh, unhappiness. Um, for example, over here, uh, the London underground for, a, for one of the most haunted places in London is what, well, you know, people have experienced stuff is the London underground and, one of the reasons for that, I believe, is because when they were ex excavating the underground, it was uh, a lot of the bodies that they were bringing out were plague victims from the back in the day of the, the black, the black death. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, I'm just I always I always pause for a moment when people say, oh, it was, you know, there was some tragedy happened here or this was someone's land. Or it was a burial place. And I also think, well, maybe in some way uh, that. Uh, emotion or that energy is in some way being able to Remains. manifest yeah mm -hmm. and manifest in some way uh without getting too uh you know, scientific or you know, theorizing too much that you could say that maybe the people that are there are the catalyst they're the ones that are able to in some way project the paranormal activity from mm -hmm. the energy that's in the ground or in the area um I, i'm just right. going to ask you you mentioned earlier um about evp evpi was really into that for quite a while maybe a mm -hmm. few years ago now uh and i did get some very interesting results uh it took a while but i got some interesting results um have you electronic voice some... phenomenon right yeah yeah um what's you know have you ever had someone literally you know call you by your full name or anything like that <laughs> all the time all the time so it's like it's funny because it's like you remember we were talking about these events that we do yeah. there are some locations that are very haunted in miami that 
I frequented so many times to the point where like, I feel like I have a relationship with these spirits. I can like, there are times and I'm, you can ask any one of my team members. I have it on my post of the videos where I'll walk in there and I'll say, can you say my name? And I'll do be doing an electronic voice phenomenon EVP session with my recorder. Yeah. And I'll won't hear anything, but I'll play my recorder back and I'll say, Eric, I've even like oh, got it. Cool. I I even got it like multiple times off of a, a spirit box. You know, it's sweeping through the radio stations and yeah, they say spirits can communicate through the white noise. Like how yeah. random is that? Um, there's some people I don't believe in that, but when like how I don't know, like if I say, can you say my name on a spirit box to a spirit box and then I get Eric, like that's not very common. That's not very random. So, yeah, I am. Um, I get I, a lot of that. I am a little bit old school when it comes to equipment. I do like that's a, good, you know, a, just a, a notebook and a camera and a recorder. And definitely that's it. Um, it, I do have a, a digital recorder. Um, mm -hmm. I tried some EVP a while back. Um, yeah, I don't know. I got some some things, but so mm -hmm. so down low in the you know the sound floor that it could be anything. It could be just paradelia. I don't know. But yeah. um, what I was going to say, it's interesting that you say that you go to a place and you're you go there regular, and mm -hmm. you get um, you know, it's like oh here he is again. He's ghost hunting mm -hmm. again, yeah. um, and you get a response. Uh, but on the other side of it, with the with like the um the 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 ghost box and the ovulus and all that what they're called mm -hmm. um i think i think you have to take it for what it is um you gotta be I smart understand. about it yeah i think mm -hmm. um there's I, some I equipment have... out there that i think is is bogus i mean i yeah. won't use that for a real invest a scientific you know research i think certain type most of a lot of there's a lot of equipment out there that's just basically for show you know especially yeah. your apps on the phone yeah, I was going to say, um, you, you do like, you know, 99 cents, you can get a, an app where uh, ghosts can talk to you. Um, I'm wondering what kind of science goes into that, because, exactly. you know, it's uh, it's more That's of a gimmick. It's it. more for uh, more young for people. And, mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I think when you have these, uh, these uh, gimmicky things, uh, I think it gives people the, uh, the wrong impression about uh, people who go out and try to gather evidence they think oh they're all just uh conning themselves they're all mental you know and it's it's certainly mm -hmm. not the case there are people that do go out and just go bonkers and run around and you know you know offer ghosts out for fights and stuff mm -hmm. uh i think that's a bit that's a, that they, they they kind of choose the um the angry approach so they think by no you, they're people angry, you gotta talk to them like they're people yeah so I was going to say, have you ever come across anyone that's sort of got that mindset was saying, you yeah, well, I go out and I shout at them and I, that's how I guess how I get mine. They, that's how they contact me. Wait, say yeah. that again. I didn't understand. Oh, well, basically, if you if if you go out to a place, there's some people that will go out to a place and they'll they'll be shouting and that, that's their idea of that's how they're mm. going to get a response. Do you, you know, have you ever experienced that? Oh yeah, all the time. Um, I've seen it. Like I see other people's approach. Um, I just try to. What I try to do is I just try to be respectful. Yeah. Um, I try to talk to them like it's a real person. Um, I know that they're entities that 
aren't human that are out there that possibly you got to talk a different way. Um, Mm -hmm. But you just, with those type of entities, you just got to, you can't show fear and you got to be firm with them. Um, But they get stronger off of people who are weak. Um, They feed off that, off of negativity, off of fear, things like that, sickness. So um, if I said to you, uh, demons, um, how does that, where does that kind of fit into the whole uh, ghost thing? Because I think that word has been used so much now that uh, it loses all kind of effect. You know, it's uh, yeah, everyone a lot out of there. People, like people that would say something's a demon, sometimes it usually isn't because, you know, that's something like that is really rare, yeah. really rare to find. Um, it's almost like a needle in a haystack. I mean, I've been doing this for a while. Um, but the thing is, is that you got to like go into it with the right approach because there's all different types of paranormal. I mean, you got the living that have passed away. You got yeah. non-human entities. You got evil. And then you even got stuff that's residual. It's like, you know, a broken record. Just stuff, something traumatic happened and it's just like repeating itself over and over, repeating history. Yeah. Um, so primarily you investigate um, hauntings and uh, ghosts and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, I want to I wanna sort of uh, expand a little bit now. Oh, good. Go, so I got, I got go. stuff about that, too. <laughs> okay, that's good. Because uh, I've got a couple of other things that I want to touch on, because I'm sure that you may have had some experience. First of all, I'm going to ask you, um, when you talk about the paranormal and you talk about places, uh, one of the, obviously, there's the Amateurville, uh, you know, uh, building and house and all that. But we've also got Skinwalker Ranch and mm-hmm. that area in that mm-hmm. sort of basin, that, you know, uh, uh, area over there. Um, what, what's your, um, what's your thoughts on Skinwalker? Cause there's been a lot of, uh, not only, well, we're talking about with... native American, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what, what's your, what's your thoughts on that whole area and what, what that, you know, they are allegedly experienced well, over there. You know, I've been meeting a lot of people in this field and it can be in, and a lot of people that are into UFOs, cryptics, um, my main focus is the paranormal because it's a lot on my plate, but I'm yeah. trying, I'm trying to like, um, I'm eventually I'm actually going to be going on a Bigfoot hunt. Never done oh, that before. Cool. But when it comes to like UFOs and cryptics, I just like how I got into the paranormal being skeptical. It's the same thing with that. Like I haven't seen it and it's kind of hard to, to like think that, and process in my mind that you know there's a sasquatch running around in the woods but i've talked to different people and it's funny because when you talk about skinwalker ranch um what we have here in florida is a sasquatch but we don't call it, they don't call it bigfoot here they call it skunk ape skunk ape yeah and um a lot of people think that whenever there are a Sasquatch or a Bigfoot or a skunk ape that they are tied to um, the UFOs. Like they see sighting. Like I've known yeah. people who told me that they experience and had evidence of 
a Sasquatch in the area. And then at the same time, they're seeing an un- unidentified flying object. So somehow they think they're connected. And it's even to the point where like some people think that these Sasquatches can go into different dimensions and there's like portals like that they go through. Yeah. Like I have someone that does a lot of research in that. And she's telling me that there's a portal in Georgia and they've been through the portal. And I'm like, Oh, I mean, I don't know if I can believe that. <laughs> But I don't know, like, I've been like, I've witnessed things that I, I thought I never would see. Um, I think anything is possible. You got to have an open mind. Um, but I still have a skeptical mind. So that's why I'm going to do a little bit of dabbling in that and see what what kind of things I get from that. I think... Uh, Try to be open-minded. Yeah. Um, with with Bigfoot, uh, um, uh, you know, the wild man, we, we've got cases over here where uh, places like Canuck Chase, where we, people say, well, I saw this bloke, he was a big hairy man, and he went into the woods. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, people see them all over. Uh, yeah. you know, up on, up on I've even, on like, spoke, I have a friend that she does research with Bigfoot Sasquatch, but she does more of a scientific approach. Yeah. And what she thinks is it's like a different type of primate that people mm. haven't discovered. Mm. Well, the thing is, um, I... I re- it fascinates me. Uh, Bigfoot has fascinated me. I mean, I watch all the, the, the you know the movies on YouTube about it, and people in in the in you know because obviously your national parks over there are absolutely ginormous, and I could honestly, you know, you think about it, you could go into some of those places and you could just disappear because this is oh so yeah, big. it's like um, ten times the size of the UK. Yeah, they're they're, they're absolutely massive, and mm-hmm. I think that some of those places, you know. They've never been explored, so you just got no idea what's in them. But yeah. when we talk about uh, Bigfoot, the people say that some people that say that they, when they've experienced him or it, or that uh, it, they, it just appears and it's there and it's completely silent, and then it it sort of walks off and they, it's gone. And it's you think to yourself, well, that's a, it's a big. He's like seven foot tall, and he's he's big. And you think that when walking through the bush would make a lot of noise. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, he might be really clever uh, and be able to be really quiet. He might, you know, tiptoe around. I don't know. But mm-hmm. the thing is, that's where that kind of um, that paranormal thing comes from, where, mm-hmm. you know, where maybe it's something that's, uh, uh, what do you say, multidimensional. I mean, because you've got the, uh, yeah. uh, the, 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 the Bigfoot thing that apparently appeared at Skinwalker, right. when they saw the lights in the sky, they saw yeah. uh, an alleged portal open up in the field, and then this big hairy man stepped out and off he right. went, off he trot across the field, and they went after him, and they couldn't find him. Mm-hmm. And also, you've got the case. Uh, this is a little bit more, hmm. But you've got the Montauk case, you know, Montauk Island, uh, mm-hmm. with the, you know, a, a whole nother can of worms there, time mm-hmm. travel, all that. It's uh, yeah. you know the Montauk boys and stuff, uh, but. There's one case there of uh, an experiment They're where doing experiments there, yeah, yeah, and uh, the, uh, we do some ex- a... we do some experiments as well, yeah. But it, allegedly, they took a photograph and uh, a little hairy man that's on the field having a walk. So, you know, mm-hmm. and apparently he came from a uh, another dimension. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, well, know, but... the way the way my skeptical mind looks at it is like with all the technology that we have now. Yeah. Like, how come we don't have, like, solid evidence? How come we don't have, like, a skeleton of a Bigfoot? Like, 
that's what I don't understand. Um, well, yeah, actually, uh, what was his name? Co uh, Coyote. Um, he just released a video on YouTube about uh, I, what if I found a skull of a um, um, a Bigfoot. Why haven't and, we uh, captured one all these well, years? You know. Well, yeah, but that's all kind of blown up. But I was going to say, um, I talked about this a while back with someone about uh, if you think about it, right? Uh, Bigfoot, maybe he is. Anyway, I'm not saying he's stupid, or right? I'm not saying he doesn't know what's going on. Uh, he might have his own like community, like a uh, Bigfoot community, where there's yeah. like because you've never, I've never. People say that they, you know, I was out walking. And I saw a Bigfoot, and he had two little baby Bigfoots with him, and he yeah. was—they were walking around as well. I've never—you don't really hear that very much. It's always like mm -mm. one on their own, just a, you know, a big hairy man. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm thinking you raise an interesting point that they must—they must live somewhere. They must have like a, a well, like a Bigfoot house, uh, maybe yeah. live in a cave, unless unless they live in in the cave system because you've got a lot of cave system of mines over there haven't you yeah but you would think that we would like know that you know with all yeah. the you know we got the light now we got the lidar um technology where yeah, true you can attach that to a plane and like they've been flying all over central america and discovered new mayan and aztec cities and highways and things like that with you know that type of like technology like I don't know. It's like that's true. Uh, you you raise an interesting <coughs> point that uh, with all the technology we've got, and we're finding mm -hmm. all these new species all the time, uh, mm -hmm. and even the the people that live in the forests, like live in the Amazon, that mm -hmm. we don't we we didn't even know they were there, and they're yeah, like we fly definitely. over and they say go away, leave us alone. So mm -hmm. uh, it's interesting that why haven't we got like a a Bigfoot out for a like walking around? Uh, yeah. Why haven't we captured that? So. Yeah. Uh, moving on, moving away from that slightly, uh, I wanted to get into the uh, the realm of uh, UFOs and unidentified flying objects because uh, some people, some people out there, uh, think that uh, there is a connection between the paranormal, uh, ghosts, yeah. um, manifestations, and mm -hmm. uh, UFOs and aliens. What 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 do you think of that? It's for me, it's still right there with the Bigfoot thing. I've never experienced a UFO. I don't, and I don't know, like, sounds pretty scary to me, though. I don't want to believe that there, that is true, you know, <laughs> there's aliens out there abducting people, doing experiments on them. Yeah. Um, I even hear, like, I mean, they're like, they can eat, like, hide in the ocean, like, in the, depths of thousands of feet you know so i don't know for me it's kind of hard to believe um anything's anything could it could be possible but i've never experienced it i never did a lot of research in it um so therefore like to me i don't know i can't i couldn't give you an answer on that so um basically okay um so the story goes uh, that uh, there's a possibility that um, a lot of, not all, but some of the uh, paranormal activity that people experience, mm -hmm. and maybe if they're experiencing some form of uh, abduction phenomena, which is mm -hmm. I'm going to ask you about in a minute, but uh, rather, you know, um, for example, Whitley Strieber. You're familiar with Whitley Strieber? 
everybody knows who Whitley Strieber is, Communion, the book Communion. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he, he had a, a spate of alleged uh, abductions back in the 80s. And um, he had a cabin. And he lived in New York with his wife. He had a cabin in the woods. And uh, he experienced some very strange phenomenon up there. Uh, and also the people that uh, would come and stay at the cabin with him, uh, with his family, they got it as well. And uh, he said, uh, well, it must be aliens, you know, that are going around my house invisible. What thoughts on that? I don't know, because, like, my brain, like, it thinks in a rational way, like, and I've never experienced anything like that. It's just like, to me, I don't know. Like, almost want to make, I was almost, like, this is the thing with me. Um, I've seen, like, some crazy paranormal stuff, like. Anywhere, like, the most craziest would be, like, a full-bodied shadow figure with arms and legs. And what? when I see something like that, I'm like, what did I just see? Like, it doesn't – it's hard for it's hard for it to register in my, main, in my brain. I'm trying to think there's got to be a logical explanation. I'm trying to think, like, what logically caused that. And it doesn't hit me until, like, a few days later. Um and that's how I pretty much look at everything. Um, so, like, something like with the abductions, like, that sounds pretty, like, way out there for me to, like, try to rationalize that. So, how did that make you feel? Seeing that? It makes me feel scared, though. <laughs> like, I don't want that to happen to me, but. But, but you saw a shadow figure, which is. Oh, the shadow really figure. Rare. Yeah. No, like, things like that don't scare me. It like it, I'm, I get more excited. Like I'm trying to like go and see what caused that. I'll like try to like I don't run away. I go after it. Um, it's more of an, an excitement thing. Um, a lot of people always ask me like, "Well, have you ever had anything attached to you or something follow you home?" And I reason and the reason why I think that that's never happened to me before is I don't I have no fear. Um, so that's how I look at it. Yeah, I think that sometimes when you do uh, investigations and you have something like that, you've got to kind of go with it and mm -hmm. not run away from it. Because mm -hmm. if you run away from it, you'll end up, uh, you know, more scared. And you gotta, re you gotta remember is everyone mm -hmm. thinks like, oh, paranormal demons, <laughs> something scary. The only reason why it's scary <laughs> is because you don't understand it. You have to understand it. Yeah. And not all things are bad. A lot of things are good. It's just like good memories and things like that. Um, to tell you the truth, like I've, I've, everywhere I've investigated, like I've never like most of the places haven't been very negative. Like, you know, people hear about um, probably like one of the most haunted locations in the U.S., um, Waverly Hills Sanatorium. Yeah. I've investigated <laughs> that place and. You know, there's been people saying like, oh, there's like demons, there's dark entities there. But when I went there, I didn't feel anything like that. I just felt a lot of sadness and a lot of depression because 60,000 people died there from tuberculosis. Yeah, yeah. But apparently there's a lot of uh, shadow uh, phenomenon there as well. I got a funny story about that. Oh, please. <laughs> please tell. Okay, so... My team and I, we rented the whole place and we were there the whole night to investigate it. And, you know, for us, that's like the Mecca of haunted locations. Yeah. Waverly Hills Sanatorium. It's in Louisville, Kentucky. 
And um, so a lot of interesting things happen there. But the funniest thing is, you know, I'm going up the stairwell and I'm in in the darkness. I'm only with my camera. That's, you know, a night vision camera. Um, I do have a flashlight, but it has a red filter because I want to, you know, keep my eyes adjusted to the darkness. And I'm going up the stairwell and I'm seeing these, you know, bats like floating around. I'm like, oh, look at the bats. Look at the bats. Yeah. And I I step out to the hallway and one of the floors that's known, known um, place where people have witnessed what's called a crawler. It's like a shadow figure and it crawls like, you know, on the, on the walls, yeah, the yeah. ceilings and everything. So I put one foot out into this hallway and I see this huge blob of shadow with glowing eyes like dart right in front of me down the hallway. And it was sort of weird looking. It was like almost the shape of a big cat to me. And remember, like I'm in darkness, so I can't see too well. But I see like these glowing eyes and it's like sputtering, but sputtering really fast. And it just like went right by me. And I'm like, like, I was like cursing. I'm like, holy crap. Like, what was that? So I didn't review the footage until later, but the whole time I'm like, I just saw a shadow figure. I just saw a creeper. Like now I can go home. I saw what I needed to see. Like, that's what I was looking for. And I'm telling everyone about it. Later, I found out when after reviewing the video, it was two bats flying sideways with their wings, you know, <laughs> spread out. Really? The reason why it was sputtering is because the wings were like flapping. So that was my crawler story. <laughs> yeah, that was. Uh, there. So that was good and got you, some good experiences. Were you a bit disappointed? Yeah, I was. Um, yeah. So but, is that the is that like the one time where you sort of see something you think this is it that is what I needed to see, and then all of a sudden you realize or you get told no that wasn't what you saw. Have you ever found that it's uh, you kind of it's so easy to sort of and you're in that environment and in that kind of mindset to sort of you know not I'm not going to say uh, trick yourself because I was going with my emotions. Yeah, That's yeah. Why I thought I saw a crawler. Yeah, yeah. So it even you, crossed my mind that it would have been a bat. Yeah you're so you're so in the moment and you're so mm-hmm. sort of focused on what you're experiencing that right. it could yeah it could be anything so you mm-hmm. end up you you know you just end up sort of and it screwed up my whole investigation because i was so excited and i had all these plans and things i wanted to do and types of experiments that i never even did them because i'm like i saw the crawler so i'm good to go <laughs> well I, i've got a couple more before we get you know come to the end of this stream it's just a short sunday stream uh, okay. But um, before uh, we do end, I wanted to ask you, because um, your, I mean, your outfit, your group is is pretty massive, uh, yes. and you've got your, and you do a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what kind of projects have you got on the go, sort of for for, for sort of twenty twenty two? Um, so we started our our show called War Party Paranormal Radio. Yep. Um in the latter part of 2021 and it's really been taken off um that's the one thing that it was funny because like this um broadcasting network reached out to me and they're like hey you want to be a host of your own show and i'm like i never thought of being a host yeah and um 
I got my one of my teammates involved with me. So um, it's, I'm the host and he's my co-host. And basically what the show is about is our most recent investigations. And then we'll show video clips of evidence that we caught and we'll talk about our our investigation and the experiences that we had there. And then on top of that, we also, like we were talking before, is we have um, yep. celebrities in the field um, as guests that come on. So that's one thing I'm working on. Um, um, for 2022, I've been invited, um, for those of you listening in, in the U.S. or want to come here and visit us and go to a paranormal conference, um, I'm doing a unique one that I did last year. It's called Paranormal Experience. Okay. And this year they're going to be in Virginia City, Nevada. Um, I'm always posting like links to um, for tickets and information, but it's in Virginia City, Nevada. And it, and if you don't know what Virginia City, Nevada is, it's probably one of the most haunted like towns out west and it's an old western town um and it goes back to the days when people were mining um for gold so they have like this one main street and then there's all these different locations that have a lot of activity so what's different about this paranormal conference is that they're going to be investigators, including myself, from all over the U.S., and you get to investigate with them at possibly six different sites. And then we have um, a celebrity, uh, most well-known one here in the U.S. is um, Patty Negree. Okay. Um, she's a psychic medium that's been on Ghost Adventures. Okay, that's cool. And then we continue to do our – we're working on an upcoming story for Univision, the Latin television network here. On their show premiere impacto um we just recently did one and you can see the link on that um on my social media but we did one on a at a haunted bar a saloon um before that it was uh, a police station courthouse and a jail all in one in a little little building so that's pretty interesting and then yeah um we're just doing the same thing we've been doing we're doing our um ghost hunting events um we do those monthly when we get closer to the fall. We'll do them like pretty much every week. So that's what's that's going pretty, on for 2022. That's pretty busy. Uh, you've sort yeah. of, uh, you've it's got like a full time uh, job. It is pretty much. You, yeah. you, know, you know, doing a doing a podcast and this for me is. Uh, mm-hmm. I meant to have some holiday this week, but all I've done is you know do this. Not that I don't enjoy doing it, but. It, yeah, uh, and then know. when we get off of this, and when I'm done with you, then I got to work on my show for Monday go. night. <laughs> so those of you um, tune in, um, if you go to War Party Paranormal YouTube, um, you can find our um, ghost hunting show. It's called War Party Paranormal Radio. Yep. And we got a live chat set up, you know, just like here at StreamYard. Yep. And what we're going to be discussing is very interesting. It's called The World's Largest Ghost Hunt. And oh, cool. that's gonna that's gonna be on national um, the national ghost hunting day, which is in yeah. September. Mm-hmm. And what it is is there's gonna be paranormal teams streaming live at their investigations from all over the world. So there's gonna be like different channels you can click on and watch as they're in- investigating. And that's pretty neat. 
we've been doing it since War Party Paranormal has been doing that since the beginning. So you'll be able to see all your favorite um, paranormal teams. Um, mm -hmm. You folks in the UK will probably notice some people there that may look familiar. You can yeah. watch their live streams as well. And I'll probably some locations there in the UK that they'll be broadcasting yeah. live investigating. So that'll be so interesting. I, I definitely have to... Uh... I'll definitely have to tune into it. I'll, I'll see it because I'm sure you'll yeah. post it. But, uh, and I'll, the location uh, that we're going to be at is going to be at the Riddle House that was featured on Ghost Adventures. And the Riddle House was a former funeral parlor that was going to be demolished. And they moved it to this place called Yesteryear Village, where it's a right. accumulation of um, historical buildings that were going to be torn down. And they put them and made this little village and restored them. But um the riddle house a lot of weird things has been happening there a child fell out the second story window from his death uh, and died uh -huh. uh, the most infamous spirit there is joseph um he was a grounds worker who was accused of stealing and then ended up hanging himself from being upset of being accused of stealing money up in the attic mm -hmm. and he haunts the place and we've gotten some pretty crazy stuff up there and in the yeah. house mm -hmm. i mean it was like we were talking earlier. If you literally lift a building up and take it somewhere else, you might be taking that activity. If it's if it's concealed within that building, uh, you might stir it up too. Yeah, and and you've completely put it into a a new environment. You're most mm -hmm. probably re-energizing what might be there, so that uh, it all happens all over again. Well, well, the funny thing is, this location yesteryear village, um, even though the Riddle House is the most well-known one, it's not the only haunted location. There's several. There's like a handful of buildings there that have their own personalities and their own history and their own hauntings and people even see like shadow figures going around throughout the village at night like the security guards mm, i don't know it's uh it's a bit creepy, it could be a whole other show right there right yeah uh, that's uh that is that, that literally is another uh another show just about mm -hmm. about that and about what it might be and what might be causing that but yeah. uh as I say, all the all the links to everything you've talked about is going to go. Uh, we'll be with this. Uh, we'll be with this episode. This will stay on YouTube, so people can rewatch okay, it great. if they want. Uh, as I say, well, once again, uh, Eric, thanks for coming on this short, short but sweet stream. Uh, yeah, it's thanks good for to inviting get... me. That's all right. No worries. I'm sure you'll uh, be back at some point, whether it be a live stream or on the on the podcast. Uh, Anytime. Let you, me know. You're quite busy, so you. I'm sure you've got always something to. Uh, uh, yeah, that's right, uh, Rick. Uh, uh, war party paranormal just google yep, it. Uh, war party paranormal facebook uh, um instagram youtube um, my personal stuff i post all my evidence is like right i don't know if people can watch but right there is um ghost hunter of south florida hmm. and i'm also on youtube facebook instagram and tiktok yep and if you're not sure click on the uh uh youtube description and all these links are in there as well so you'll be able to navigate to where you need to be. But uh, once again, thank you, Eric. Um, uh, you're welcome, Rick. Uh, thank you for everybody that dropped by. Uh, thanks again for supporting the stream. And uh, um, when will I be back? I'm not sure. I think uh, there won't be any more streams for a little while, but we've got, uh, I've got plenty of uh, podcasts on their way and some uh, interesting guests with the podcast. So uh, until, well, until, until next time. Thank you, Eric. Uh, thanks for coming on. And uh, thanks for everyone in the chat. Yeah, thanks for everyone in the chat. Thanks for supporting mm -hmm. the stream. And uh, we'll see you soon. Mm -hmm.